Blair Palmer and welcome to the Punks in Suits podcast, bringing the leadership thinking, beliefs, philosophies and practices behind punky, startupy next stage businesses to you, even if your company's not quite there yet. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Punks in Suits podcast. I hope you are very well. Now, if you noticed, if you were on your toes, you noticed that there was no podcast last week. Um, I was moving house. I was getting a new puppy. In fact, Ivy was getting a new puppy, but you know, there's no such thing as that. Really, everyone in the family gets a new puppy when Ivy gets a new puppy. So we were getting a new puppy. We were moving house and uh, it was Easter holidays. So it felt a bit like, um, let's just give it a break just for one week. And I do apologize for those of you who wait with bated breath for the podcast to come out. But we are back and very excited about it. I used to get very stressed about getting my daughter into bed at the right time. Nine o'clock is her bedtime and I needed her to be in bed so that I could have at least one hour of peace and quiet before I also had to go to bed. So any bedtime dramas, even reading a story that lapsed into, inverted commas, my time, felt like a threat to my me time. Consequently, bedtime became a bit of a battleground. And I realised at a certain point that this wasn't working. I never felt particularly relaxed after the battle anyway, and I was resentful of every minute after nine o'clock that I wasn't on my own. And even if my evening did start at nine, one hour never really felt like enough, and I ended up staying up later and later to get more of what I thought I needed. Now, why am I telling you this story? Well, it was then that I had a realization. The reality was that I would never get enough peace and quiet. I would never get enough me time. I'd never get enough time to myself, no matter what time Ivy went to bed at night. If my sense of peace was reliant on her going to bed at nine, I would never get a sense of peace. I realised that I had to find peace and quiet some other way. An hour after her bedtime would never do it, even if the evening went exactly as planned. Now this is a good example, if a rather personal one, of how often we battle with reality, despite the fact that we keep losing. We want things to be different to the way that they are and we try to make them different and we cling on to the belief that we can make reality bend to our will even though it continues to prove us wrong, creating more and more stress. But when we accept reality and stop fighting it, we can actually generate some different solutions that might actually stand a chance of working. So moving out of my daughter's bedtime for a minute into some more professional scenarios, here's a few examples of what I mean. People are resistant to the changes we're trying to implement, but they must get their head around it. So we need to keep working hard at convincing them. The reality is that's that's what we would like to believe, that they're resistant, but they must get their heads around it. 
and we need to just keep working hard at convincing them. That, it would be nice to believe that that was going to work, even though all the evidence suggests that that's what we've been doing and it hasn't been working. It's not the reality. The reality is that some people in our organisation don't like those changes and our efforts to convince them aren't working or they haven't worked so far. That's the reality, plain and simple. Here's another one I hear quite frequently, a complaint about reality. No one says thank you to you in this place. I'm the only one who thanks people. No one else is getting the idea, even when I tell them to do it. And I show them the impact of saying thank you. So we would like to believe that people should say thank you, that we are the only one that does it, that no one else is getting the idea even from watching the fact that we do it and the amazing impact that it's having. Well, the reality is that some people in the organisation are not saying thank you in the way that we recognise. We are doing it, or I'm doing it, and it's working for me, but my efforts to convince other people aren't effective. That's the reality. One more. I want the report that I'm writing to be perfect. I need to get it right. I don't want anyone to be able to find any flaws in it. And if people criticize it, they may think I'm not up to the job. Well, the reality is that little in life is perfect anyway. And perfect by whose standards? People may find flaws and they may criticize the report. They may also think that you're not up to the job. And the reality might be you might be good enough and to be honest, you might not be yet. We simply don't know. Battling with reality shows itself up with thoughts like, I must or they must. I should or they should. I want or I don't want. I couldn't. I always. I never. They always. They never. They're, these are sweeping statements that leave very little room for subtlety. When we battle with reality, what's really going on is that we've created rules about how things are or how things are not. And we've left no room for those rules to be actually more like guidelines or preferences or even just wishful thinking. So back to the Ivy example, Ivy should go to bed at nine o'clock. I must have my hour of peace and quiet. I never get any time to myself. These are great examples of battling with reality. Should, I must, I never, sweeping generalizations without any room for subtlety. And the reality is that reality doesn't respect these rules that I have set up, these definitive statements. Children don't always go to bed exactly when you want them to. An hour to myself at night does not guarantee peace of mind. Reality, I do actually get time to myself, tons of it actually, but I don't always use it in a way that creates a sense of peace within me. It would be lovely if people always said thank you to you, but not everyone does, that's the reality. And you'll be constantly frustrated if you expect them to. Some people will like the changes you're making in the organization, some won't, reality. Insisting that they must is never really going to work and it might be better to step away from the belief that they must so that you can consider a different approach. What if some people don't get it yet? What if some people never get it? What's the reality and what can be done about that? 
I often ask clients a question like, if you stopped battling reality, what options might be possible? Or, if you stopped battling reality, how could you respond to this situation differently? Or, if you stopped battling reality, what would the consequences be? So think about a reality you're battling with. Look for sweeping statements that you make about something going on in your organisation right now, a should, a never, an always, a must. Now, reflect on the reality. What's the truth of it? What is the reality? Even if you don't like to admit it or if it hurts you to acknowledge what's really going on despite all your efforts. And now ask, if you stopped battling reality and accepted what currently is, how else could you respond to it? This isn't about giving up. This is not about saying, well, you can't change anything anyway. It isn't about settling for something being unsatisfactory, unfulfilling or ineffective. But it is about resolving a problem you see from a place of acceptance of how things are and not how you would wish them to be. It would be nice to have 37 hours in a day and to be able to get everything done, but there are only 24. So what's possible in the time available? It would be great if everyone took you seriously and did what you said, but they don't. So what can you do about that given the reality? How are you going to respond? It would be incredible if everyone shared the same values as you and there were never differences of opinion or different ways of viewing situations. Although, you know, would it really be incredible? But, but the reality is that people don't share all the same values. They don't have all the same opinions and the world is richer for that. So how are you going to behave? What do you need to rethink in order to operate within the world as it is and not fight a losing battle? Leaders are never going to be people who complain about how things are. They're people who see things as they are, as they really are, and how they could be, and then they disrupt the way that they are today to bring about change, they disrupt the status quo. Battling reality, wishing the current reality to be something different than it is, isn't seeing what is. And unless you're willing to see what really is, you can't effectively disrupt it. Now, I won't say that I don't still battle with reality sometimes or that I never wish things were different. But when I notice the musts and the nevers and the alwayses, I can step back and ask myself seriously, what's the reality? What's the truth of it? And then find another way. With the 9pm bedtime, it's still in place. I haven't flexed on that. But what has changed is that I don't seek to get my peace and quiet from the period between 9 and 10. I find ways during the day to get peace. I meditate on occasion to quiet the mind. I take breaks during the day to get out of the house. I walk the dog. I play a bit of piano. I eat my lunch away from my desk. I've taken Facebook off my phone. So rather than needing that one hour to get my peace of mind, I found other ways to get peace of mind. And if bedtime drifts from nine to 
ten past nine or quarter past nine, I'm not so wound up. Accepting the reality that one hour of quiet time was never going to be enough anyway forced me to turn my attention elsewhere. The solution didn't lie in Ivy going to bed on time, but on me finding inner peace more during the day, and now bedtime is just bedtime. I hope you found today's podcast useful and you can think of some ways you can apply this to any battles with reality that you're having currently in your job or, of course, outside of your work as well. Please do feel free to share this podcast and stay in touch via Twitter. I'm at Blair Palmer. Instagram at Blair Lees Palmer, where you will find some pictures of our lovely new puppy, Casey. In fact, probably millions by the time this airs. Or you can email me, Blair at thatpeoplething.com. And just to wrap up this week, here's the lovely and very well-rested Ivy Palmer with news about our new That People Thing website. The updated That People Thing website is now live. Just go to www.thatpeoplething.com where you can find all the Punks in Suits podcasts on the Posts and Podcasts page, as well as links to recent articles. You can also find out more about our coaching, consulting and speaking services and watch video testimonials from clients. There are no pictures of my puppy on the website, but you can see more about her on the Instagram at Blair Lee's Partner. Please remember to share this podcast and leave a review on iTunes. Thank you. Hug.